Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, Southbury706. We got Gift Queen, and we got another legend in Falcon's Twitter, Jamel. What's good, y'all? What's, what's up? Yeah, I can tell you what's not what's up. Steve Sarkeesian's offense, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump right into it, man. Shout out to everybody who checked out the first episode of the podcast. Really appreciate y'all messing with us. Yes. Uh, you know, you can follow me at, on Twitter at Southbury706. Uh, Gift Queen, did you figure out your at this week, or you got to look it up again? I mean, right now, this week, my ats, uh, Dwight Freeney, is signed to the Seattle Seahawks. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, let's get to you. Got you. Okay. Okay. But, okay, but my real at is lethal saint underscore. So follow me on there. And Jamel, what's your at, man? My Twitter is I underscore am Jamel. That's I underscore am J-A-M-E-L. Shout out to all the active members of uh, Falcons Twitter, DVN, all y'all Falcoholics out there. So, yeah, check us out on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you like it, you know, let us know. If you hate it, let us know. Let us know so we can get better, so we can uh, get this uh, Falcons Nation Twitter popping. So, yeah, this week was a quote-unquote must-win for us. The big rematch of the big game. And we came out there and laid an egg. So I'm gonna let Gift go. She has some some hot takes to get off about the game. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was at the point where I just wanted to be like, you know what? Not today, Satan. We're not doing this. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. So Gift, what you got, man? Man, that game was ridiculous. We got a lot of hot takes. A lot of y'all want Kyle back. Kyle Shanahoe, whatever his name is. A lot of y'all want him back. I understand. I I do, kind of. But for what he put us through, I don't know why y'all want us back. I think that we're spoiled as fans, honestly, from having him and having the offense with him that we had. Like, I get it, but I don't. Uh, some of y'all want Vic back. No, you know, we're not doing this. I'm, I am sick of y'all Falcons fans. Y'all are Falcons fans. Y'all are Vic fans. The Vic ship is sailed. Even though Matt Ryan right now is not looking great, Michael Vick cannot hold Matt Ryan's jockstrap as an NFL quarterback. I understand Michael Vick was the most exciting athlete. I love Michael Vick. I'm not a Mike Vick hater. But as a quarterback, playing the position of quarterback at a high level, it's not even a comparison. Y'all need to stop that. Y'all need to stop that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow any people that want Vick back. I don't follow them. Yeah, they get blocked immediately. We can't do that. They just ended up on my TL, and I'm like, why? Why? What is wrong with y'all? Like, do you hear yourself? You want Michael Michael Vick back? He just kind of ran around the field the whole time. I mean, I love the man. I do. He made me fall in love with the Falcons and become a Falcons fan. But no, no, we're not doing that at all. Thank you. I got this dude named Wes Billy. That's his at. I'm not even going to spell it out for you because you don't need to follow him on Twitter at all. <laughs> He's ridiculous. He said, Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Tim Tebow, but he's not a better winner or player than Tebow. Huh? Yeah, so y'all, matter of fact, you need to put his ad out there so y'all can immediately block that cloud because he, he's doing all the blue meth. Like, he's okay. wild. That's such an oxymoron, though. He literally argued with my boy, only one JJ22, I think that's his whole thing, for like 24 <laughs> hours about this. 24 hours. People, some of these quote-unquote Falcon fans are clearly Michael Vick fans and not fans of the team. So I'm going to spell his, out, his at out for y'all. 
W-E-S-P-H-I-L-L-I-E. Go block him. Go argue with him. I'm done with it. I already blocked him. I don't need any of that stupid hot takes and negativity in my life. How do y'all feel about the Matt Ryan slander? Oh, I already said it last week. Y'all need to let my, Matt Ryan live. Like, all these people that are angry at Matt Ryan, like, okay, yeah, he made a couple bad throws. Uh, his decision-making hasn't been – it hasn't been bad, but it hasn't been at the MVP clip that he had last year, which is understandable. That's not a realistic expectation year to year. That was an exceptional year he had last year. But, yo, again, all y'all – that I said this last week. All y'all that are calling for Matt Ryan or calling for OCs and coaches to be fired – Who's going to replace them? Tell me right now if Matt Ryan were to get cut, fired, injured, who you would have back him up right now? Who you don't have, you don't have anybody. Have. There's nobody. So right, stop back it. To, back to the OC, OC thing. Remember two years ago, we started out like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First year, we started out very similar. Yeah. And you know what? I got, some, I got some stats to back that up. Matt Ryan's first year with Kyle Shanahan, his uh, quarterback completion percentage was 66.3. And his quarterback rating was 89. So his second year with Kyle Shanahan, his completion percentage was 69.9, but his quarterback rating was uh, 117.1 when he won the MVP. Now, I say that to say this, you know, again, a lot of people want Shanahan back. I did a poll on Twitter. Question was, should the Falcons fire Stark of the offensive play calling doesn't drastically improve versus the Jets? The answers were, or the choices were yes, hell yes, no, and bring back Shanahan. And bring back Shandy won with 30% of the votes. So I just put that just to be kind of funny because we know it'll never happen. But again, a lot of these people who want Shanahan back are quick to forget the first year we had Shanahan, it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. It was, there were bumps in the road also. So again, like you said, a lot of these fans are spoiled. Now, yeah. now I told you the first year with Shanahan, Matt Ryan's police percentage was 66.3 and his quarterback rating was 89% even. Currently, Matt Ryan's Completion percentage is 66.5 with an 89 quarterback rating. So he's kind of on par with the first year Shanahan. So again, these things happen. When you get new people, you have new game plans, new schemes, it's not always going to be smooth. And a lot of y'all be like, oh, well, look at Drew Brees and, and look at Tom Brady. They don't have these great weapons and whatnot. That is true. Also with Aaron Rodgers. Another thing is true. Almost their entire careers, they've had the same head coaches in the same office coordinators, which right. makes a big difference, guys. Drew Brees been with Peyton for since 2006, probably 2006. Yeah, yeah, and they had the same office coordinator the entire time, right. the entire which time, which is Sean Payton. Yeah, it makes a huge difference where you come in the season like, okay, well, I know this backwards and forwards. I could do this offense in my sleep. I know exactly where everybody's going to be, where they should be. I can make adjustments on the fly, as opposed to somebody coming in every three years and get a new uh, OC. Like, come on, guys. Let, let the man cook. Because, again, if you fire him, you're going to bring in somebody else, and this process is going to start all over again. And y'all don't right. want this. Y'all want instant success. I understand that we blew two games that we probably should have won. Then I'm not going to lie, at this point of the season, look at the schedule. It's probably going to come to bite us in the ass, kind of like Coach Quinn's first season, where there was a couple games we blew that we could end up being in the playoffs. So, again, guys, it's, it's a process. Again, I, I feel that we're ahead of schedule. We got to the Super Bowl our second year. Some people would say, hey, we blew an opportunity, but the other side of the coin, as you can look at it, is we're playing with house money because now we know we have a product, we have the talent that we can get there. We just have to kind of retool, readjust, and uh, just keep grinding, get back there whenever we can get back there. Hopefully, 
this year, if not next year, when the Super Bowl is in Atlanta, which would be spectacular. That'd be amazing. As much as I would want that to happen, there'd be too much politicking in that, though. Yeah, there'd be it'd be a lot of pressure too. But I mean, it'd be it'd be cool, but it'd be just something you know in the back of their minds, a lot of additional pressure, like, "Hey guys, it's gonna be the first Super Bowl in this dome. Y'all need to be in there." Blase, blase. But going back to Sark. So last week I said on the podcast, if Sark didn't make adjustments, find creative ways to get players the ball in space and do better play calling, I'd be kind of. Uh, I could probably argue or kind of maybe see why some people are saying that he's got to go. And what do you know? He comes out and he runs the ball, doesn't run the ball when we need to, passes the ball when we don't need to, and we have the infamous sweep. That was the low point of the game for me. Like, I was like, all right, guys. Like, bro, are you serious, dude? Like, we're really going to do this? We're really going to do this. Yeah. But to play play devil's advocate here, like, people got to realize, this is Sark's first time ever being an offensive coordinator in the NFL, period. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. I get that. But after the bye week was where I'd have thought, hey, you're a first-time NFL coach. I don't know if he took a break or went on vacation, but you got to figure it out. You got One of the good things with Shanahan, as I would just play calling, he had a great rhythm, but he always had counters to every play that he ran. That's why with a lot of the plays, like I know we had a one that was pretty cool. It was like a bootleg and it was a throwback to the tight end opposite side of the field because they would show a look, show a look, show a look, show a look, and then bam, hit you with that counter and somebody's wide open. It doesn't seem that Steve Sarkeesian has figured out how to make those type of adjustments or stay consistent with the play calling that he has to set up those counters. Like even though sometimes the run isn't doing great, by the numbers it is, I think Freeman's averaging like 4.9 yards to carry, it seems like they'll just give up on it. But then when right. they do give him the ball, he breaks 10 yards, 20 yards, 6 yards, 4 yards. Even if you're not doing it effectively, you still have to show that you're going to run the ball so you can have the counter off it, which he doesn't seem to be able to do, which is that's a problem because it's the game of adjustments. you got to be able to adjust from the first half to the second half or still be able to execute your game plan consistently so you can have a chance at winning the game or shutting out games. Yeah, that, but that's not going to happen five, six games into the season, though. You're right. You're right. But I understand it's on the NFL level, but you're still a coach. You still should know, you still should know that, hey, I got to have something for this. If this doesn't work, do this. Or even dumb down the playbook. Like, just run a couple of basic plays just to get the ball in players' hands. Like, Julio, like, just hit him with a quick slant. Do something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Adjust on the fly. Adjust on the fly. Like, we can't keep going from – all right, run. Oh, look, Freeman got far. Oh, look, there goes Freeman again. Oh, we're going to do this passing play. It didn't work. Oh, let's go to another passing play. That doesn't work. Oh, fourth down. Bring out bring yeah. out Bosher. Like, dude, what are you doing? How yeah, did it work? No. Go back to running. Okay, so goal. what do y'all think about the, the two attempts to go for on fourth down by Dan Quinn? First time, I was with it. Second time, not so much. I was like, yeah, we got this. I was like, we got this. Like, there's no way we can't have this. Look at all these weapons that we have. We got it. And uh, we didn't. We we did not have it. Mm-mm. Go ahead. But second time, I was like, okay, so clearly they had an audible momentum. Don't, then you give it to them at midfield and then they score. So, yeah. So this this goes back to they said his mindset with the decisions to, go, to be aggressive goes back to the 49ers game where – 
instead of going for the win on the one-yard line, we kicked the field goal and ended up losing because that was just a horrible decision. So now he's like, hey, I'm going to be more aggressive. But I don't think that was aggression. I think, honestly, that the coaching staff of the New England Patriots got inside his head because nobody with any type of sets, 10-0 to with about two minutes left in the half at midfield against a team that has been driving down the field on you consistently, goes for it. See, I'm one of those people, like I said last week, I'm not necessarily a person that gets mad off the the outcome of a play, but more of the decision. Like, even if we'd have got the first down, I still would have said that is not a good decision because you, you have right. too much to lose at that point. You give them the ball in midfield, they're two plays, two first downs away from essentially kicking a field goal and making it a two-possession game at half. We, got, we, we were getting the ball back at half. Punt the ball, play defense, run the clock out, and start brand new. You get the ball, you score, get a stop, maybe make a field goal, maybe score another touchdown, you're up or tied. But you put them, you put the team in a position we were almost buried before the game essentially started. And as a coaching staff, as a coach, you can't make those decisions. That's that's almost as bad as the decision to do the jet sweep, not run the ball when it's fourth and one. Like those are the type of decisions that will win and lose you games, win and lose you championships. And we cannot have that. He, everybody has improved from top down, from the coaching staff. I'm sure the trainers can improve, the players can improve. We just have to do better, man. Got to do better. I kind of want to speak on uh, what game is that? The Miami game. Was that the one uh, when Matt had the interception at the end of the game? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, because I, it, hit, it hit Austin Hooper in the chest. Yeah, I'm like, Hope, you got to go get that. You got to go meet the ball. You got to go meet the ball. Don't wait for it to come to you. Go meet the ball. I wasn't upset at the play call. I was more upset yeah, at was, Austin Hooper on that. That was all on yeah. him. You got to go right. meet the ball, bro. Yeah, it was an excellent pass. It was an excellent decision. You just have to catch the ball at your hands, and that's that's some of the things that players have to work on individually. That's something they teach you from Pop Warner. Catch the ball with your hands. And not your chest. Remember, you say it with your chest. That's right. Say it with your chest. Don't catch it with your chest. I used to hear Tony Gonzalez say this back when he played here. He said, because he played basketball in college, he said he would treat the ball like a rebound. He would go up and get it. It'd be a flag if they tried to knock the ball away. Exactly, exactly. Yep. And speaking of going to get the ball, so in the whole Falcons, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones era, there's one thing that we rarely do, and a lot of fans, not even Falcons fans, but casual fans, shout out to Marcus Sniffles, who harasses me continuously on Twitter about us, you know, criminally not getting Julio the ball in the red zone. We, we for whatever reason, we don't throw Julio fades one-on-one. I don't... And you know what? I it might be because Matt Ryan's not good at that throw because I threw what he threw to him in the end zone for that touchdown. That was a terrible throw. That was a horrible throw. Luckily, we had the best wide the one that Julio scored on. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. That was, yeah, that was that was more, a terrible throw. Yeah, was, there was more Julio than it was Matt. <laughs> exactly. So uh, fortunately, we have who I think is the best wide receiver in the NFL snatched the ball from Malcolm Butler like a child and said, "Nah, this is mine. This is this That's is right. me. I'm doing this." That's so, right. And I have to, and that makes me argue the point. Even if Matt Ryan makes a bad throw, Julio has the ability to take it from the DB. So why don't we give him more chance in the red zone? Like I would have rather them threw a fade to Julio on fourth and one to run that jet sweep because at worst comes to worst, they get a pass interference call and we get a whole new set of da- a whole new set of downs, right. as opposed to not even getting close to the red zone with that jet sweep. Like Julio well, can make those type of plays. 
Well, you can't guarantee that car. We can't guarantee they was gonna make that car. They wasn't getting. We weren't getting calls all game long. So you're right, but but what would you rather see? At least give your best player a chance to make a play in the red zone or run a jet sweep. I was just had to throw that out there. We weren't getting calls all game long. You're right. You but I mean home cook. You know you know we weren't thinking no calls in New England, man. It's it's clam right. chowder and racism all out there, bro. So I tweeted during the game. I said Julio got to get shot like Ricky from Boys in the Hood to get a call. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> 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 Bro, but I mean, but it's, it's those things like that. You got, you got to make good decisions, y'all. Throw Julio the ball. So I know a big point of this week or last week for this game against the Patriots was getting Julio targets. So Julio ended up with 13 targets. So there's some of these casual Falcons fans and stat boys and analytic guys like, oh, yeah, Julio's getting targets. He got 13 targets. Bruh, I'm not counting none of these targets in the second half. Once we were down, I'm not counting garbage time. That don't count. Like, I want legitimate first quarter, first half, meaningful targets. Meaningful targets. But, again, they got to get on the same page, man. I think the injuries between him and Sanu has thrown off the timing a bit. But, like I said last week, these second and third and fourth string guys got to step up and make plays, man. Hooper, you got to make plays. Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy made a couple catches. That's cool. We signed Marvin Hall and promote him over uh, your boy, the third down catch guy, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Nick Williams, yes, the third down catch guy. We 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 prone to Marvin Hall over him. He didn't get a target after having a 40-yard touchdown the week before. Like we we had the talent. This this the way I look at this team right now, as far as the offense coordinator. Any of y'all play Madden, y'all wear Madden? Yeah. Okay. So to me, this offense is like letting your little brother or sister play with the best team on the game and you beating the brakes off of them. It's like, yo, you have all these weapons. You should be scoring 50 points on me, but you just don't know how to do it. Right, right. now, Sark is the little brother to Shanahan's the Shanahan's game. Like he he doesn't know what to do with these weapons. I think there's I don't know if there's the pressure of trying to duplicate the offense last year or the pressure of getting back to the Super Bowl, bro. Just give us points. Just just give us just give us three touchdowns. Give us three touchdowns in the field goal. Just give us something. Like we almost we we pretty much got shut out. Like that touchdown, I'm not a wild moral victory. We got a touchdown, but we essentially got shut out. Yeah, for a team with a great running back tandem, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Sanu ain't no slump either. And Matt Ryan, that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case under any circumstance. We should be scoring points in bunches. I do want to say this though. Uh this is Matt, what, 10th season, right? Yeah. I do want to see him, uh, like, kind of do his own thing, brother, like, and not depend on his point all the time. Okay, well, that, that brings up another point. So we had a uh, – I kind of want to see a little bit more of that. I'm not going to, like, beat him up about it, but I just want to see more of it. Okay. So we have a, we had a tweet from – at King underscore Peruvian, spelled P-R-U-V-N was good. Uh, Lance Majares. You want to know what we think about the lack of leadership from Matt Ryan. So, again. Uh, oh, go, ahead. Go, go ahead, Jamal. No, you go first. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, I think he's just kind of is who he is as far as that go. You know, he's more yeah, those quarterbacks who are rah-rah guys who, you know, hey, let's go and do this. Matt, who's more chill and mild manner. So I just think some players can do that, some can't. It's just he, he is who he is. 
But that just is who he is. Okay. Gift, what do you think? I don't think there's a lack of leadership from him. I think he's been seeming a little shaky with Schrader back. Um, I don't know if he doesn't trust his injury as much. Like if maybe Schrader is not as healthy as we think he is, and he's just not trusting it. Well, they said, they the said Schrader ranked, he ranked top 10 in his position this week. I think he rated as the top right tackle this week uh, by PFF, if I'm not mistaken. So that it's not that. It, it can't it's, be that. It's something in his O-line that's okay. throwing him okay. off a little bit. But he he's not that vocal, and he doesn't have to be, you know what I'm saying, to be a leader. Right, that's just- Right, that's him. He's not, yeah, like I said, that's, that's not him. Not a bad thing. It's just some players. Not, right. And, and not, I don't know if, right. it's, if it's him. Like, I don't know if I can do any, say anything. Or I don't see anything that would blame Matt's lack of quote-unquote leadership. Because they, they don't, our team doesn't talk a lot out on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't see them yelling at each other, like cussing at each other too often. We're more of a, and we're, we're going to do this in house. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. well, listen, you don't listen to you know, speak to the media. They all, they always all say the same thing. Right. Because we take care of things in house. It's like your parents don't go out there embarrassing me in public. We'll take care of it when we get home. It, that's how we are. So yeah. we don't see, you know, what happens in the locker room. We don't see what happens at Flower, Flowery Branch. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say, it, you know, if it's a lack of leadership on him. I think he's probably a very great leader. But it's what, where are we not clicking is a problem. Is it Sark and the offense? Is it the injuries that's not clicking like we don't know and we won't know because our organization doesn't speak out to us about any of that they keep everything in house well they said that while i was reading today that they were saying that uh sarkeesian he has a long leash he says dan quinn is very loyal they've heard from multiple sources and players that he's not going to be fired he needs to get it together but they're they're going to let him have the chance as with shanahan they get it together, and hopefully, again, this is Danquist's third season. So it'd be great to make it back to the big, big game, but it's it's not as easy as it kind of looked to fans last year when we were scoring or averaging like 34 points a game. Now, right. I would, I'm going to agree and disagree with both of y'all. Matt Ryan, I don't think it's a leadership issue. So people are going to take these, these games we play and say, oh, you know what, Matt Ryan should be a better leader. Why isn't he blah, 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 doing this, doing that? First game, Chicago Bears. As we saw this week against the Panthers, a lot of people were laughing when we struggled against them, but the Chicago Bears defense is legit. Like, they yes. have a great defense. So there's yes. there's no lack of leadership there. On that great pay, play to Austin Hooper, he pretty much made a Michael Vick X play, staying on his staying up upright and making that pass down field, a very athletic play to Austin Hooper to win the game. And uh, he, he put us in position to win the game as far as giving us enough points to do well. That's more or less the defense not containing Cohen and Howard. <clears throat> so there's no leadership there. We won the game. Yeah. Uh, the next those, game. Those are two very good running backs. Exactly. Let's see. Next game, we played uh, Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Detroit. 
offense, we looked great. Our defense essentially shut them down, but we had balls bounce off people's hands that turned to interceptions. Again, he did have the pick six. It was a bad throw. I'm not even going to say it was a bad throw. The DB made a great play. A lot of people don't realize no matter who you're playing, who the rank, what the logo on the side of the team's jersey is or helmet, those guys get paid to make plays. The guy made a great play, made a pick, whatever. We still did great that game offensively, just a couple of batted balls. There's no leadership issues there. Cool. Next game, we play the Bills. The first half, we lose. No, no, I'm sorry. Green Bay is the next game. Our offense was clicking on all cylinders. This is the Atlanta Falcons team everybody's looking to see come out this year. No, no leadership issues there, right? So there's right, three games. That, yeah, there's no issues right there. Next game against the Bills. And Julio okay. goes out in the first half. And Snoo goes out in the first half. We okay. still are in the position to win the game at the end of the game. And unfortunately, another player doesn't catch the ball, bounces out their hands, interception, ends the game. There's no leadership issue there. It's just those were the breaks. Plays were made at the right time. You're throwing to third and fourth and fifth string receivers. Sometimes stuff like that happens. Okay, go to Miami game. Another great defense. The Bills defense is excellent too. Same situation. Matt Ryan puts us in the position at the end of the game to win the game or at least tie it. And unfortunately, the ball hits Hooper in the chest, gets deflected, interception. It is what it is. That's not a leadership thing. That's an execution thing. So y'all guys are saying that Matt Ryan needs to be a better leader. Y'all need to watch the games. Like, chill with the hot takes. Matt Ryan is fine. We'll be fine. Just relax. So, yeah, I think Matt Ryan is an excellent leader. Again, he's not the the rah-rah style, but that's not always necessary. Look at Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy never raises voices to his players and is a Super Bowl winning coach. So right. let's let's not let's not do that. Ditto. Yeah. So that's uh that's kind of my my thing with the last game. Look into this week's game against the Jets. Just like last week, this week is the dreaded must-win game. So ESPN is giving us a seventy point six chance of winning the game. What do y'all think? What do y'all want to see this week? What do you think would be corrected? How are we going to win this game to hopefully hopefully spark? A little bit of a run because we have Carolina after that, and then we have Dallas at home. So this is a big, big chunk of games we need to take care of business in. Well, what I want to see, uh, I want to see uh more more of the run game. You know, I want to see yes, the yes. You know, I do want to see us mix it up. More run, basically. Yeah, Dan Quinn said that he wants to see Free get at least twenty carries this week. That's about right. I was going to say somewhere between 15 and 20. Throwing a few catches in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, and that's, and that's part of the, the creativity with Kyle Shanahan versus Sarkeesian. Like, uh, against the Broncos last year, Tevin Coleman was an, uh, an excellent weapon out the backfield catching the ball. Like, just yeah. find different ways to get these guys the ball in space, man. Like, I know we had a, a target this week, which he dropped, but, you know. Again, he dropped it, but still get him more targets. Get get him into a rhythm. You know, feed him the ball. Get these guys the ball the ball in space, man. So you want to see more run. Defense go just keep playing the way they're playing. The defense is doing fine. Yeah, it, it just doesn't help when we're three and out, three and out, three and out every all play, right. you know. Thank you. That's all. Defense is doing fine. Uh Miss Gift Queen. I want to see us click. Defense is fine. Defense can use a little bit more leadership. 
That's why they got spooned. I have been very vocal about wanting Freeney back since preseason. Mm. And, you know, that didn't happen. So what what, what do you think about that? Because I, I saw that, man, and I saw some people on Twitter. I'm like, bruh. And, and this might go to what I was saying earlier about Dan Quinn. Either he knows something we don't or he uh, he makes questionable choices because if, if we come out week, uh, uh, I think, 10 or 11 against Seahawks and he's blowing past Jake Matthews, I'm going to be pissed. Um, yeah. A, so lot of, a lot of Falcons fans, we're going to be hella pissed because, bruh, he wanted to come back. We could have brought him back. And we're just exactly. like, uh, no, nah, we don't need your services, bro. Like, I've seen him on IG putting at work. That man still got some juice. It's not like he got to be an every down player. Just let him come in situa- situationally, like on the third and 16 we had against the Patriots and couldn't get off the field because we couldn't get him on the ground. Right. Like, and he, how, he's a, how are we turning down pass rushes? You don't turn down free money. You all. don't do it. Especially uh, your boy, uh, <laughs> especially your boy, $30 Nate. But yeah, don't turn Ooh, down free don't. money. He, he owe me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I know about him. He owe me a favor, for real. Like hell yeah. Oh, so so, so hold on. You've encountered uh, this this legendary uh, Twitter uh, Atlanta Twitter guy, thirty dollar Nate. It's, it's very much true. Like it is very much true. You know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> Look, see, you know, he, he dogged me up behind my back, and I didn't even know it. Like. Talking about me real bad. Didn't know it to uh, a friend of mine brought it up to me. You know what? Like I said last week, we need to have unity amongst Falcon Twitter, DBN. No, no, no everybody, no, no, everybody who listens to this podcast, I, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it was the fumes from cleaning the buses for the Falcons organization that maybe had his brain twisted up. He just needs some prayer, guys. You know, we're, 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 we're Southerners. You know, we're in the Bible Belt. Let's, let's spread some love. Hashtag Christian <laughs> Hashtag pray for Nate. Hashtag yeah. pray for Nate. <laughs> Wherever he's hiding right now, he's hiding somewhere. He, yeah, hiding. He, let's get. Matter of fact, yeah. Tweet us all right now. Hashtag pray for Nate. Do that. Hey, let's get that popping. So, so back to uh, the Freeney thing. Yeah, if if he goes out and balls out, I'm gonna be very, very disheartened. So yeah, and uh, that's my that's my thing. Like Freeney, he was also a leader. He's a great pass rusher. Veteran I don't know. Teacher. I don't know what what the Falcons that why did why like all I want to know is why like like, uh, like you say Quinn must know something we don't know. Got to be he has yeah. to, and and I would like to know why personally because right. when was it last year? Whatever we cut, we cut Hester, right? Remember we played them. He went to the Seahawks. When we played them, what did he do? He ran Act us damn fool. over. Acted a ran damn fool. Us over we're looking like boo boo the fool this dude ran us over and over and over and over that crap i was like y'all see this y'all this is what y'all got rid of look fair at enough. him blowing fair past well, us fair enough he had fresh legs though because he didn't do shit the rest of the season so i mean that was like the right. first time he was playing so he had fresh legs and yeah he was very motivated let's put it like that fair yeah here so that had a lot to do with it too he had an injury bug here so yeah, well, you know I would be too, but I mean, Freeney, Spoon. I mean, Spoon, he's great. He's a leader, but that's like all he's here for well, is uh, to be. I don't know. Before he before he got injured, he was playing pretty damn good. Like, pretty well, damn good. And I was kind of like, damn, that was one of those low-key underrated uh, losses that we had. That I, he, was, 
he's playing pretty great. But I mean, that's kind of uh, like I said, that's kind of house money. If we can get anything more leadership from him as far as great play, that'll be excellent. He might he might take a oh boy, your boy Duke Riley, who's now injured, gonna have an MRI, which you know. I know yeah. a lot of Falcons, Falcons Twitter, Falcons Nation, DB Nation, like, oh, yeah, good for him. But, you know, we even though Duke Riley has had his trials and tribulations, he's still a rookie, and this is valuable game experience he'll have for next year. So I'm That's never going to, you know. Here's my thing with Duke. I love college football. I watch college football. My thing with Duke Riley, he just, you see the potential, he's just a little rough around the edges. Yeah, and this <laughs> is what they're – this was their plan. I mean, he didn't get a lot of playing time at LSU, if I'm not mistaken. He's more of a special teamer. But I think they got kind of cocky last year with them being so successful with the draft as far as getting the quote-unquote four starters that Arthur Blake was looking for, even though Hooper technically didn't start, but he was a contributor. So, like, oh, you know what? We had the success with rookie guys last year. We can just duplicate that. They kind of they kind of got – I mean, they really got lucky with those guys being able to be impact players their first year. And with and you can see with this year, Devontae Campbell has gotten much better. So he has. And I was just about to get to that. Like people see how well our last year's rookie class did, and they expect the same thing. This I'm like, nah, we kind of struck gold last year. Like yeah, yeah. This year's rookie, this year's rookie class isn't looking too great. Again, we didn't have as many positions we need to fill. Uh, we got right. uh, Casey as a good as good depth because he he had to fill in this year free safety. I don't know what's up with Sean Harlow. Like, is he plays? Is he on the team? Like, I, I've yet to hear nothing about him. That's my thing with him. They're going, they easing him in. You got to realize. And Trey, his contract ends this season. His contract ends this season. Oh, yeah. And uh, what's his name? Roberts? Roberts. Andre Roberts? If, yes. If, if he ever listens to this, Please do not become a Weems 2.0. I need you to run past Man, okay, the well, 20. The, the, last yeah. time, the last time they did that, somebody decided to block in the back or something, and his run back was wasted. Like, I think he had a great – I forgot. I want to say it was uh, – I think it was Detroit. I think Detroit. it was Detroit. Yeah, because yeah. he, played, he played with them the year before. Yeah. We had, he, had a, he had a few beautiful ones this year that got called back because of penalties. Yes. yes. So, and yes, the penalties, this game, cut it out. Seriously. Oh, yeah. All you do is make us lose yardage. We've been making great, wonderful, beautiful, majestic plays that make us all jump out of our seats and spill our beers and our hot wings onto the freaking ground just yeah. for one of you yeah. idiots to get a <laughs> PI or some crap and it brings it back, you waste of talent. Cut oh, it out. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Burn I'm hashtag, sick of it. I hashtag, hashtag, sick. hashtag pray for gift queen. Lord, I am sick and tired of it. We Here's make these beautiful interceptions. Oh, we're going off the field just to get back on the field. And then you're all like, oh, I'm so tired. We just did all this work. Well, tell your brother next to you to stop making stupid decisions so you can go sit down, get some water, get some Gatorade, or get on the inhaler. Here's That's my thing. All. Wiggling game, right? It was third and third, third down. Uh, what they called the uh, roughing the pass on, on the roughing the pass on Claybo. Not mm-hmm. uh, that was very questionable. 
very questionable. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get that. Oh, like, I, I get that. I get that. But I'm almost 100% sure, I can't guarantee you this, I'd be willing to bet at least uh, a $5 box of Popeyes that in their scouting report, in your scouting report across the league, you know that you cannot touch Tom Brady. In Foxborough, too? No, nah, bro. If you breathe on Tom Brady wrong, you're getting eight flags thrown at you. So you, you got to know that you can't. Like, I understand you have to do to get pressure, but if you think it's even questionable, you have to try to lay off and make it seem like, hey, my bad, I was trying to touch him because they're going to throw the flags. And you know this. Everybody knows this. Tom Brady's yeah, the NFL's golden boy. You can't do it. That's easier said than you're right. I know it's a, it's, it's a bang, bang play, but man, as soon as you did it, you had to know, like, yep, y'all already know what it is, bro. I already know I'm what about, it is. I'm about the ball right in Robert off his hand. I'm like, where was Brady throwing it? <laughs> but then I see it. I'm yep. Like, oh, there it yep. And last week, before that, played Miami. Uh, they had another chance to get off the field, third and long. Grady Jarrett. No, before, no, before that, it was uh, third down. Um, we could have gotten the field, and they called I call it Casper pass interference because I didn't see it. Like, where was the pass interference? I didn't see it. Robert Offer didn't touch him. And he gets a bad rap on those pass interference. Ooh, buddy, the numbers don't say that, bro. That dude was the PI uh, guy, man. That dude, I, I think he had last year, I think he had the most PIs since he's been in the league. Like, that dude was a pass interference machine, dude. He is. He blocked me on Twitter. Damn. Oh, but look, the first, the first, uh, Started out with eight in the first half of the season last year. He did, and he blocked me because I told him to cut it out. <laughs> he didn't have any. I think he had like one, maybe two. He did. He worked. He worked on it. He worked on it. He had been working on it, but it still comes back to bite him because he's he's still he's still he does still do things that warrant a pi, but some stuff he doesn't. I I, I, can, I can agree with you. That sometimes it's like, okay, where where was it? Where was I look it? At it? I look at it, the ref. I think the ref know that, and I think they trigger happy with the uh, flags. They get trigger happy with. It. I would be too, honestly. He gets on my nerves. I mean, I'm just. So all right. So do y'all y'all think are we all going to come to the agreement that we have to get this W, and that we're going to get this W? Yes, and yes. Yes, and okay. yes. Okay. So. We're all agreeing with that. So one thing I kind of want to I want to close with a couple of interesting things that I I thought about. So right now we're number twelve in the power rankings, which I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really big on power rankings or ratings because literally it's just uh, cannon fodder for writers and networks just to talk about because they really don't mean too much. So the teams the teams that are ahead of us in the power rankings are the Redskins, the Raiders, Texans, Vikings, Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys, Steelers, Chiefs, Eagles, and Pats. Do y'all have any confidence that we could beat any of these teams ahead of us? Because I think we could beat the Vikings. I think, yeah. we could, well, NFC-wise, I say we can beat the Vikings, Seahawks, Cowboys. Eagles is tough. I don't know about that. If we have a good game plan, I think we could beat the Eagles. But I think we could beat at least four teams ahead of us in the power rankings. So that's, that's about right. Yeah, I mean, I'm confident enough in our talent. And if we click, if we click, and tackle <laughs> defense, I think we could beat the majority of them. Like, what are we? We're 12. I, I think we could beat nine. 
and I have all the confidence in the world that we can go back to the Super Bowl. Our offense has to click, and our defense has to tackle. And with Spoon's leadership expertise coming in, and then we have Allen in the back being the great leader that he's becoming, blossoming into, I think we yeah, got tell it. All the fans that didn't like Ricardo Allen was like, oh, we need to sign Eric Berry. He's from Atlanta. Eric Berry. I'm like, first of all, we can't afford him. And Ricardo right. Allen is a good player, considering he was an undrafted free agent rookie who was on the practice squad and was a right. cornerback and converted to free safety is becoming one of the better free safeties in the league. Give that man credit. That man has worked for everything he's had, and he and he, he leaves it on the field. He wants to be the man. Y'all yeah. got to respect that man's gangster. And uh, Falcon Twitter, y'all, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all still haven't apologized to Ricardo Allen from last year. I've, I've been waiting for y'all to apologize to him, and y'all still haven't. A part of me thinks, I mean, there's no knock on Rico. I think he's done an excellent, fairly decent job. Well, part of me believes that he's doing it because he's in his contract year coming up. I mean, fair enough, but I mean, that's Freeman. Freeman, Freeman just got paid, and surprisingly, he's still playing well because most people that get their get their uh, contracts usually play like garbage. But Julio's been performing well. Freeman's been performing well, so we'll, we'll see. Okay, so another thing I want to bring up is just just a side note, y'all for Falcons Nation. Uh, DB Nation, Falcon Hollis, out there in Falcon Twitter. One thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that how the Falcons were able to bring in a troubled coach like Steve Sarkeesian with all his issues with alcoholism and whatnot. You know, he had a very a failed marriage and stuff like that with his drinking was an issue. But all those times we went to sign free agents that had a little bit of an issue, maybe a little rough around the edges, we would never do it. So I found it interesting how we could bring in a troubled coach, but not bring in a troubled player. Well, that is part of the reason why, uh, when it comes to the coaching family, like everybody knows everybody. If you can get, yeah, you'd be surprised. Man, we could we could have we could have Vontez Burfling on the Falcons right now, because he went undrafted after the issues he had. And I, I, okay, I know he had his he's had his issues with Steelers, whatever. Still an excellent player. We could have got for bargain basement prices. But they're so scared to pick up people that have any type of issues with them that, you know, players like that go uh, swept under the rug and pass by. Right. Because I mean, I, think, look, look at Jalen Collins. Like, he's been spending twice and he's still around. So clearly they see something in him that we don't see. Jalen Collins didn't play bad. I'm, I'm, he should be, he comes back, he got spent for six or 10 weeks. 10. 10, okay. I, again, uh, same with Twitter. I think a lot of y'all are going to be like, I think the y- y- y'all are going to have a different energy when he comes back to the to the team, especially if he balls out. Y'all going to be like, oh, thanks, you're back. Ooh. Nah, bro, we got the tweets. We got the same tweets. Y'all was wilding on that, dude. People make mistakes, I understand, but dude's an asset to the team, no matter how you slice it. He is He is an asset, and I, I am one of the wilders still to this day about him yeah, because – Bruh, like, seriously? One, two, three, three times? Like, why didn't you learn? Why didn't you learn? Now, you do, if, he, if he does it again, it's a one year I, want, I, I want him gone. Like, I don't, I don't need him. He's a waste of money. He doesn't learn his lesson. You know what I'm saying? Because mistakes 
don't keep repeating themselves. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like if I if I cheat on you one time, I cheat on you again. I keep cheating. And I say, okay, oh, it's a mistake. Though. You might have a problem. <laughs> you, might have, you might, you might, have, like a lot, of, a lot of these NFL players know how to cope, man. Like Josh Gordon, or you have your boy in Jacksonville, uh, Justin, uh, damn, what is his name? Justin Blackman. Yeah, some some of these guys have they have legitimate untreated issues. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. We don't know what he did. It was an undisclosed drug, but we could assume it, it might have been PEDs. I don't know. Yeah, I think it says PEDs, but he said he didn't know he was taking something. He didn't know it was in there. It could have been Adderall is, or something like that. Yeah, like, if that is true, fine. I take back every bad thing that I said. If it is not true, then I'm keeping what I said. If he never, ever does it again, fine. I'm good. I will apologize. But if he does it again, I'm going off again. Okay. And clearly, first like, that. it had to be uh, – they didn't think it was that big of a deal because they kept him around. They could easily cut him. Yep, they could yeah. just like the cover sheet Hageman, who was ta- talented. They're actually getting the most out of him at at his peak towards the end of last year in the Super Bowl. But his his issue was, yeah, you can't you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, right. So. And he was so talented. That's my I think that's my biggest problem. You look look at all this talent you have. You're so talented. You brought so much to us last year just to do it and again. Then he was just starting to get a bigger role too. Like mm-hmm. this again, bro. Like. Clearly, you like putting your hands on women, like. Yeah, man. So, just to close out, another thing, another interesting thing that, again, it's never gonna happen. But like I said earlier, when I put Shanahan in the poll, it hasn't been. It's not an unprecedented move for an OC to leave and come back because Josh McDaniels, as you remember, he went to go coach the Denver Broncos, failed. Failed and came back to the Patriots, and they have won, I think, two Super Bowls since. So, I'm not saying yes. it would ever happen, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. You know what I'm saying? I mean, okay, like, it would have to be some doomsday because, like, they're, they're clearly the 49ers are about to lose every game. Like, that's about to be a wrap. They're, they're about to get lose. They're about to go 0 16. And if you can go check my Twitter, my pin tweet is. My pin tweet is, I don't think Kyle Shanahan will be a good head coach. And I posted that before the Super Bowl. He's 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 done. Plus, the general manager, John Lynch, has no experience, and their owner, uh, Balky, is a terrible owner. But that's neither here nor there. But that's another interesting tidbit for trivia that, you know, Josh and Daniels left and came back. So it's it's not never happened. So. Let me kind of yeah. elaborate on that, about him and uh, Kyle playing, uh, being in San Francisco. He know what he's doing out there. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's taking the season, trying to get one of the quarterbacks coming in next year. Well, no, they were saying no. They were saying that he wanted no. They said that he wanted uh, Kirk Cousins. They because Kirk because Kirk Cousins got franchise again. We'll see. You know what? Dang, I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. But even even as bad as that team is. I'm pretty sure they're averaging more points than we are this year without a good core of offensive players. So be on the lookout for them if he actually gets the players he wants. So Yeah, I, y'all know I hate, <sighs> I despise Kyle Shanahan. From day one, myself and Soko Saint, that's S-O-C-O underscore Saint, have said no to him since day one. I even tweeted, even 
if we go to the Super Bowl with him, he's going to find a way to fuck it up. Oh, and looks, he did. Like, looks like you should have played the lottery that day also. I You'd probably be a millionaire right now. That. Y'all can go, sir. I don't know how y'all search tweets. I think it's weird at times. No, no, it's easy. All you do is type in, just type in the name and then type in like the word. So like, I know that last year I tweeted, I tweeted all the time. Anytime I tweeted Shanahan, it was usually attached with in capital letters, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Y'all go look up that, look up that tweet for me, bring it back into fruition. If that relationship comes back. It's not going to happen. I will nah, definitely, I will be against it 100%. If it works out, it's I'm not still happen. not giving him credit, no, just like just, I tweeted just before. Trivia, don't get, are you triggered right now? Let's not, let's not be triggered. Been, let's let's just know, chill. Just hashtag pray for queen. Hashtag pray for give queen. Hashtag pay for, uh, for uh, oh boy, what's his name? Nate, 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 hashtag, Nate hashtag pray for Nate. So, again, I'll oh, go ahead. To be, honest, to be honest, I'd rather go through my growing pains with Sark. Me yeah, too. yeah, yeah, I can't because he's such an like, uh, God. yeah, yeah, Shanahan's ass. So, like, excuse my language, I don't know if I can curse on here or not, but oh, yeah, you sure like knock yourself out, but he's, he's has asshole all over him, like. Well, he yep, and I think, and I think he'll be fired after within two seasons. So, yep. So yeah, we got. Uh, I think with everything again, we need to get this big win against the Jets. Oh, God. <sighs> Shout out to everybody who listened to us on a SoundCloud and iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry. So if you listen on on, on an Apple phone, drop us a review so we can know what's good. Uh, if you listen on SoundCloud, comment, retweet, share. We're trying to be the. Uh, we're trying to be the podcast y'all want to come to for, for Falcons news. A little more interesting than some of the ones that are out there. No shade, but I try to listen to a couple of them. They're pretty boring. So they're I think all the shade. Right. <laughs> it's not whatever. All the shade for me. I mean, y'all are boring. Y'all are like stats and all that crap. And there's no there's no fun. No fun. Yeah, you don't throw any shade. Good. You I guess y'all are trying to like get a job with the Falcons or something. So y'all don't want to be shady towards them. All mostly positive vibes. And yeah, no, we don't need that. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a job, so I really don't need to be PC. I mean, it'd be cool to work with the Falcons, but it's not really anything I'd ever really, I mean, I, Oh, you know what? Before we close out, damn it. So y'all Falcons fans, y'all can come to me with y'all's gripes again. So last week's episode, I told y'all that since I've won this signed football from Muhammad Sanu, we have not won a game. So I I need somebody oh, yeah. to come. Yeah. Yeah. You're sending it to me, right? Because I mean, I'll, I'll sit, take it. I'm sitting here looking at it right now, like, damn. Like I just I don't know if I need to burn it or but Throw you know away. what, Falcons fans do an exorcism. I need to do a sacrifice. I actually have an item. I, I can sacrifice if I can find somewhere to burn it. Uh, Falcons fans, y'all follow me, Southbury 706. Let me know what I should do. So closing out, last year, before the Super Bowl, I ordered this super cool uh, Falcons Super Bowl shirt that had the state of Georgia outline with the Falcons in it, and it said, like, Super Bowl 50 or whatever the number was, Super Bowl lit, whatever it was called. 
And, you know, I had I already had in my head, like, yeah, I'm going to wear this tomorrow at work when we win with my red and black Jays or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bro, we lost that game. That shirt ain't seen the outside of my closet since. So I think that if I could find a place to burn it, I might have to offer it up as a sacrifice to the, the football gods to get this fucking hex off us because this is a really nice football. So I can't see myself burning the football. But I think I would burn that shirt because I, I can't I can't wear it. It's I'm too bitter. I can't wear it. I cannot wear it. I can't even look at it. So right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good idea because <laughs> I took the uh, football off your hand though. You know. <laughs> Wait, hold up, hold up now. I, I already claimed it. I claimed it. I claimed it last week. People heard it. Oh snap! So what's the, what's y'all's Twitter ads again? Give Queen what's your ad so they can follow you so they can interact with us. It's lethal saint underscore. Follow me on there. Shout me out. Shout out South Breeze and Jamal. What's your yes, Mel. except me in the Falcons Twitter. I am Mel, trying to... Jamal, potato, potato, whatever, man. <laughs> What's your yeah. at? Follow me on Twitter. I underscore am Jamel. That's I underscore am J A M E L. Go All follow right. me. I'm about to follow you right now. Hold yep. On. My boy, we've been we've been down yeah. through how many scandals, man? Catfish, man. the two scammers, bell pepper. Jesus, uh, well, news. Well, no, I'm not gonna throw it out there. No, I'm not gonna throw it. Next week on the Falcons podcast, we have the latest, the latest scammers and controversies for your listening pleasures. So yeah, the South Three Seven Six Gift Queen. I am underscore Jamel or. Whatever I am, Jamel. This is the uh, this is the committee podcast sports Falcons. We still don't have a name, and Falcons fans were trying to find a hashtag for this podcast so y'all can find us, find our information. So if you have any ideas, just hit us up, and uh, we'll probably use it. By the yep. way, I'd love to come back. To, uh, I enjoy myself. I would love to be back. Oh. Hell definitely, yeah. we'll definitely have you on. And anybody else out there in Falcons Twitter wants to jump on as long as you got some good hot takes, uh, we'll definitely love to have you on. So. Again, shout out to y'all, and we out. Peace. Peace.